Hi, welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast team uh, with my, uh, sorry, Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast. Mm. Um, it's been a long day. Um, with myself, Jules, my co-host, Al. Hi, Al. Oh, hey. Uh, Al's been doing it all day long. This is only my third interview today. So, but, uh, and um, we are joined by our seventh and last guest on what has been our bumper open studio day via zoom um bev armit from uh bevy's fur babies hi bev how you doing i'm good thank you how are you yeah fine it's been have you you've just got in you said hadn't you you've been out walking dogs yeah just busted through the door in seconds <laughs> bless you bless you <laughs> oh well thank thanks for this bev so um so bev do you want to tell us all about yourself what you do um, so for us yes course i'm sorry i haven't got my headphones by the way sorry um so hopefully you can all hear me um so i'm bev and i am a dog walker in shrewsbury and a pet care provider so i've been going for six years now um and i mainly do group walks uh with dogs and also like home visits for like cats and rabbit feeds and things like that. So yeah, it's been a bit of a turmoil year for all of us this year, us dog walkers, hasn't it, Jules? <laughs> yep, certainly has. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've just recently opened an online pet shop as well. So um, that's been going for five weeks now and going really, really well. So that's a bit yeah. about me. <laughs> I, I, this is this is great actually because I get to venture into Jules's world for for a podcast and talk about sort of like this is this is a very clever uh, put together show, Jules. So let's just talk about what I do for a bit because it's always Alex going on about what he does. Now this is really good because um, obviously it has been a, a really difficult year for a lot of people. But you, you think about what what you guys do as far as visiting pets and 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 uh, walking dogs even. Um, that it's kind of taken a huge, huge knock, especially people shielding, not needing a dog walker and stuff. Uh, and Jules, we have had little conversations about this, but it's nice to go into depth. Mm. Um, how, yeah, how exactly. That, how was it for you back in sort of April when all this happened? What was it like for you? This is you, Bev, because this is your shows, not mine. So. <laughs> That's all right. Well, it was probably exactly the same as you do. So uh, we both, uh, all of us, grind to a halt. Basically, we didn't. We didn't work. Um, no one really knew what what we were allowed to do there wasn't any clarity from our insurance companies whether we were covered to still walk dogs or or what Um, so I actually stopped for eight weeks Um, I know Jules stopped as well but was doing NHS Um, I only had a few NHS key workers that uh, needed help but they actually could cope without me for the time that I took off for the initial lockdown um and we are still working now that we're in another lockdown um but there is more clarity we are insured everything's fine um mm-hmm. you know and the majority of our customers i don't know about you if it's the same but we're, they're all from, working from home and they all understand the fact that if they don't use us we can't survive we are going to be stacking shelves somewhere doing something anything that we can until mm-hmm. we get our lives back um so, yeah, people are still using us regardless because they need to support us. I think that's probably one of the good things, certainly that I've discovered within our community is the support for. Well, I find it I find it quite a lot in Shrewsbury full stop. Yeah. That yeah. The support 
that there is out there for small businesses is phenomenal. And I think particularly for us in Shrewsbury, we're lucky because we've got so many independent businesses in the town, you know, particularly where our studios are only based in the parade, you know, all the little independent shops in the parade. So, you know, the market hall, all the independent businesses there. Um, the, we have that ethos anyway, I think, certainly within our, within our town, um, and probably quite a bit in the, in the county. So I think, you know, you're, you're right, Bev, it's first lockdown, obviously nobody, none of us really knew what we was doing, <laughs> what, we, <laughs> what we was allowed to get away with or not. Um, and so people just muddled through and did what they could. Yeah. Whereas this time around, yeah, you know, it's it's definitely a lot, lot clearer. Um, lot, Quite a lot of my clients are actually working still away from work I got two or three that work from home but still want me to walk their dogs one because they're getting paid to work at home and they're doing this sort of thing that we're doing they're having zoom meetings you know and this is how a lot of people working from home are communicating with each other at the moment so to take an hour out of their day to walk their dog you know as much as they'd probably like to get away from their computer um, and, you know, off and get a break, sometimes they just can't. So I think the fact that they've got the reassurance that we can still do it and, you know, we've, we've got safe operating procedures in place, haven't we? Yeah. We know, you know, our clients are at home. We don't see them. I don't see any of mine. They're upstairs working in a home office somewhere or out the back. So I never see them. So everything is following all the COVID sort of, you know, regulations we have to follow. Mm-hmm. So. And it's the same for you, isn't it? Because obviously, you know, you, you like you say, you do the group walking. So you have to go to quite a few different places, don't you, to collect all the dogs? Yeah, yeah. So different places. I can walk up to six dogs at a time um, and then I'll go to a safe sort of environment um, for, you know, a group walk where there's, it's quite quite hard actually at the moment to find places that are quiet because my normal <laughs> quiet spots really aren't that quiet anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's been a challenging year. But yeah, the majority of my clients are actually working from home and they just realise the fact that, you know, when I stopped for the eight weeks, my dog, the, the dogs that I've had for absolutely years were all, you know, they were all different dogs. Um, they were sitting in the windows waiting for me and I wasn't mm-hmm. coming. They were, you know, getting I was getting reports from my clients that their dog was depressed, um, acting differently, mm-hmm. you know, and... It's heartbreaking, you know. I've been in their lives ever since they're practically born, and you know, where's Auntie Bev gone? <laughs> um, so, but yeah, they all realise the socialisation factor, and because of my group walks, you know, if you were if you are a person that's got a dog, and you're just going and out and walking your dog, you haven't got that socialisation factor. You know, you physically got to meet up with somebody with a, another dog, and and yeah. you know, you, you're not getting that what I can offer, if you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's probably one of the issues that we've certainly experienced this time round. with, um, I suppose it's been a saving grace for a few of us, hasn't it, that we've got, you know, lockdown puppies have become a thing. Mm. So you're, you're picking up puppies. <laughs> but obviously, equally, we're picking up the, I suppose, the issues that come with that, because people haven't been able to do early so- socialisation with their puppies. They haven't been able to get out and have training yeah. because of the restrictions. So you know, we're, you're picking up those sort of issues. And for those of us that aren't qualified trainers, you know, that is a little bit more challenging. But, but you're do, you're studying at the moment, aren't you, as well? Yeah. So I'm studying, 
yeah <laughs> to become a trainer so I'm studying with absolute dogs um I've put that on hold a little tiny bit because of trying to get the shop going um mm. which I've been working on since the beginning of the year anyway it wasn't really a, a lockdown project it was um I've always wanted to do it certainly for the last couple of years anyway but I've always been so busy uh, like literally seven days a week all day you know I haven't got <laughs> a function in the evening so lockdown was a bit of a blessing in disguise because I did get the chance to to actually sort that out and, and pull my finger out and actually get that sorted um because I've always wanted to pro- provide you know decent things for dogs um and cats and you know rabbits are coming soon as well um you know that aren't available in um local chains and yeah. um, I'm all about supporting local businesses um so I only shop from small suppliers um you know I don't I don't have any big brands that you would find in big pet shops um has, has, has anybody ever like shocked you when you they've gone I need you to walk my pet and you go in and they've got an alpaca or something I don't know like <laughs> has ever ha- I mean, it must happen like when people got these exotic pets like uh, like <laughs> no I can't I can't say that no <laughs> here's my pet Komodo dragon there are there are people that you're absolutely right al there are people that will be asked to uh do a perhaps a pet visit if someone's gone away and 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 a you know a a menagerie of pets need feeding or just checking on i mean it's not going to be an hour you know you're going to pop in (laughs) feed them if somebody's got a tarantula for example (laughs) you probably just go in and check and make sure it's perhaps still in its vivarium type you yeah. want to take this mouse out. and feed it to the snake. What? I'm no. usually dealing with puppies. What's going on here? <laughs> well, I don't actually deal with that side of animal. <laughs> in my title, it's Bevy's Fur Babies. So yeah. I, I don't deal with anything that's not got fur on. Regular as? Yeah, that's a different kind of fur. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? I didn't realise, like, like, lockdown beat... Uh, puppies were a thing that's that's crazy yeah. people have got themselves puppies to to deal with loneliness i guess but then yeah. what you're doing is you, you're creating a whole generation of pets that are naturally born with social anxiety i guess mm-hmm. exactly that's, yeah that's, that's insane and and that's why as well al i don't know if, if you guys sort of had, had noticed on social media but the increase in um pet theft dog theft Yes, um, and the markings and it, outside to people's houses and stuff. Yeah, and that's and that's and as another result of lockdown because people wanted puppies, um, and you know people won't necessarily know the right places you know the good reputable breeders to go to, or you know the fantastic rescue centres that we've got in Shropshire, you know, and there are plenty of them. Um, that you know the demand has been there. Puppies are very very expensive particularly your pedigree or the these post cross pedigree breeds um and you know unfortunately the knock-on effect has been the increase in dog theft so but it's given opportunities for other companies to set up to then be the finders you know so dog tag is a, is a big quite a big uh, online um company that helps people find lost dogs and and a lot of dogs do get found and it, it, you know, we don't want to be scaremongers, do we, Bev, about people sort of, you know, they don't have a dog because it'll get stolen. Because no. that's not the case. No, it's You not. know, anything. you just got to be vigilant, basically. Yeah. Um, 
do you think things have changed over the last few years with with pets? Because I mean, like, I always remember when I was a kid, right? You'd see dogs chained out in the garden quite a bit. Yeah, you know, it was just one of those things I, I saw growing up. You don't see that a lot anymore. Obviously, on farms, things like that people would do that. There seems to be a bit more of a consensus with pets and making them part of the family rather than just a pet. You know, it seems to be more common now. I don't know if it's a social media thing now, you know, if it's because lots more people are talking about the good side of pets. They won't really broadcast on, on Facebook. Oh, yeah, my pet's out, chained outside and it's in the rain. Uh, mm-hmm. I know it happens, but do you think things have changed over the last few years? I think, I think yeah, the way that people see pet dogs and, and cats and things these days is a lot different to when I was born, definitely, as well, because... I remember we used to have an Afghan hound growing up and she was always tied to a tree at the front of the house. If she wasn't on the chain, she would escape and she didn't have any recall being a sight hound anyway. They do struggle. Um, But yeah, I think they're more, it's more about, certainly for the last six years that I've been in business, it's more about, you know, the pets are safe and they're part of the family, um, you know, I used to pet sit that's how I first started and you know we used to get told you know is it okay if the dog sleeps in bed with you because that's where she sleeps and I'm like well yeah that's fine you know that's that's the norm it it doesn't sleep outside in a kennel um you know and I've looked into having doing dog boarding myself now that I've got a mortgage and that and you know the first one of the first questions that people ask me oh are you going to have kennels in the garden I'm like no the dogs (laughs) would live in my house (laughs) they wouldn't be in a kennel you know and I I do think that people's mindsets are a lot different than nights and and when it comes to um sort of how you would treat a dog and how you train a dog and sort of disciplines that you would install into an animal when you go around somebody's house and you see them not doing the things that you you would absolutely do is it kind of a real great on you it's kind of like the the dog goes in the bed um okay uh you know you feed your dog what now what I mean, I've started my dog training and I'm I'm doing behavior as well because I just want to be more educated in myself, but also I want to educate other people too, because, you know, there's a lot of things that I've come across or, you know, how people, especially people train, um, you know, there's a lot of trainers out there that are a trainer one, for example, where they all use aversive behavior um, and, you know, not reward if the dog isn't doing something right or will smack and things like that. And I want to be a trainer that, you know, uses positive reinforcements because, you know, that's how you get dogs to work for you. They, they need it to be fun and, and exciting, not horrible. And, you know, it's the same with children. It doesn't work. You know, you, you'd smack a child and you tell a child off that the child's going to grow up to hate you. <laughs> so, you know, whereas if you do positive things and, and tell them why, then they understand a lot more. But uh, yeah. that was, I think that was... it, it's really... Go on. Go on, sorry, Al. No, I was, well, just... I was just saying, it's quite fascinating <laughs> what you were saying about. I'm sorry. <laughs> and this is a nightmare because we can actually see each other, so we know who's trying to speak. <laughs> on, but what, what you said about Al, though, about how having dogs these days are different to the past. Um, and, it, and it is because I think when you hear people say stuff about, you know, like you've got all these different trainers or behavioral sessions and, and it's like, a dog's just a dog. Why have you got to do X, Y, and Z with it? I never used to do that with my dog. It just used to walk to heel. I never had a dog that was like this. I never had to see a behaviorist. Um, and I think dogs, they are a reflection of their owners and how they're handled. And, and if 
you know, do- dogs are a lot more anxious these days. They definitely are because owners are anxious about different things and it projects on dogs. So so that's very different. And and the food. Yeah. You know, you <laughs> can a pedigree chum. Other, <laughs> other brands are available. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> for an example as an example you know that's how people used to just feed their dogs but now there's you know there's the raw food there's the kibble there's all the special diet food if a dog's got this medical condition that wasn't there before either it was just this so I think things have changed and, and social media has helped with a lot of that um, and raised awareness on a lot of stuff from you know what people just used to do so I remember we went um, we went uh, cat food shopping with my my cousin, we went to Colombia, was that right? And she was getting cat food for her cat, and she'd only go to this one particular store because it's the only place that sells that particular type of food. And if she, if, if it wasn't there, she'd have to drive miles to another place because that's how particular that cat's diet was. That's that's crazy to me, absolutely crazy to me. But you know, that's that's what I've never been. Okay, so I've never been like a crazy pet, a cat, dog, or pet person, really. Um, and that's because I like to focus on my family and stuff. You know, it sounds really weird, but I, I still find myself getting drawn to like cat videos and dog videos and stuff like that because I love it. I love it. And you know what you were saying earlier about um, smacking dogs and smacking kids? It was actually animals that were addressed before children as far as abuse was concerned. And it was actually Russell Howard, the comedian, that made me realize that mm-hmm. um, he was like, you can't punch someone in the, in the streets. Now you can't smack your dogs. It's only children were apparently were allowed to smack. And he's like, that doesn't make sense to me. And I was kind of like, ah, there you go. That's a good point. That we, you shouldn't be able to hit anybody, um, whether it's a dog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, child or a human being. Um, yeah. What's what's what the le- what lessons have you learned whilst doing your your training? Things that you didn't realize uh, to become a trainer. Is this something that you've been doing all, all this whole time that you're like, oh my god, I can't believe I was doing that. <laughs> um, no, no, not really. Any light bulb moments where I I've learned anything that I didn't really know? If you know what I mean, I think. I think if you're going to be a dog trainer, you don't just wake up one day and be, I'm going to be a dog trainer. That doesn't, the same as it didn't really work. You know, I've always wanted to work with animals because I've loved them. It's, you don't just wake up and be like, oh, I really hate my job. So what can I do? I'll, I'll be a dog walker, you know. Um, I just think that like, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that you um realize as you do in the dog training that I'm doing and I, I haven't got that far with it like I said I've put it on hold a little bit because of the shock mm. but um uh, I've got a whole year to actually do it but I'm hope that's what I'm gonna focus on getting through this year and I'm sure um there'll be a lot of light bulb moments that you know I will be like oh that's why a dog does that and I just I mainly want to do it because of the dogs that do have the behavioral issues you know the the naughty but nice dogs the, the reactive dogs you know they're not they're not aggressive they're just reactive and I want to know you know I just want to be able to help everyone and mm. and and go that way that down that line and, and you're saying obviously about you know you, you've put this on hold because you want to concentrate on the shop um and you've only had that it's been going what five weeks five weeks yeah yeah but, so, but I've been at it since so, February <laughs> <laughs> so what tell us about your shop your, your online shop let's make it clear it's an online shop it's yes, not a physical sort of entity that anyone can walk into as such but um and you said you wanted to make sure that you were able to sell stuff that was away from the norm that you know you other bigger brands pet stores that do so so what's what's different about what what you've got 
for us. I'm not selling pedigree charm or anything like that. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Get that from Asda. <laughs> exactly. um, so um, a lot of dogs have allergies um, and there's certain brands that um, that dogs can have if they need, I don't know, say they've got some kind of flare up with pancreatitis or something like that. They've got to have a low fat diet. There's not actually that many shops that you can go to and go and pick up a low fat you know, chew or treat or, or anything like that um, from the well-known brands. And it, it is a bit of a, a maze out there. If you just walk into, I don't know, Pets at Home or whatever, you are like, oh, I don't know. And you'll end up picking up whatever. There's a lot of research. And I just, I wanted to do it so that, you know, I'm, I'm supporting local um, and small businesses um, because I think, you know, we need to support our independent people. Um not our big chains I know they got there yeah. somehow they started small but they don't really need the support at the moment it's the small small brands that do mm-hmm. um yeah and I just I just want to raise, raise awareness like you go into a shop at Christmas and you'll see loads of rawhide so 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 bad oh, yeah. <laughs> but people don't know why people don't know no, why and it's only because I've heard of horror stories and seen things, um, you know, dogs having operations because a bit of bones got stuck in their stomach lining. And, you know, I just I want to raise awareness more than anything um, and, you know, be able to provide for for our local people as well as the rest of the UK and make mm. it easy to shop, basically. And uh, I think what you, oh, go on. Sorry, Al. No, no, no. Please. <laughs> <laughs> well i was gonna i mean i'm gonna pick up on the rawhide thing because i think you know christmas is coming you get the selection boxes in the stores for obviously you know people to buy in terms of all their chocolates you get the little i'm assuming you still get them but you know the little stocking shaped bags full of all your favorite cadbury's and round trees and whatever um and unfortunately this time of year also brings similar advertising and branded goodies all christmas related and they're all rawhide um and i because that's easy it's cheap and easy to make it's it's easy to get out (laughs) yeah exactly and people just grab it off the shelves because it's 199 and look at all these goodies for my dogs without realizing how it's been made the process that it's gone through and and then what it looks, I mean, it doesn't take long, does it? Chew up a bit of rawhide and what does it turn into? And you can imagine, mm-hmm. and, you know, certain dog breeds will not be able to stomach that, for want of a better word, in the right way. So, and it does lead to all sorts of horror stories. So I think, what examples would you, what treat examples could you tell people about, Bev, that could they could get instead of rawhide, basically? <laughs> Okay, yeah. So instead of rawhide, I've got like natural treats and chews. So like natural tripe and, you know, um, yak chews. They are, there's nothing in them apart from yak's milk. Um, It's all natural products. Um, And most of the things that I'm focusing on as well is like the eco-friendly and no plastics. um, Mm -hmm. Just because I think there's just so much out there that comes in non-recyclable packaging. And my shop's focusing on, on the fact that, you know, we are being as equally friendly as possible um or if it is if it does come in a in a um a plastic packet it is recyclable plastic um but yeah you can there's so much there's there's natural treats and shoes that you can have that are 
you know, so much better for your for your dog to to digest um, and and give them a better like lifestyle because you know they're not going to get a dicky belly or get it stuck yeah. in their mouth or anything like that. Um, but yeah, so I've, I've got a large range of natural treats and chews, um, and some are from our lovely um, Life of Riley as well. So um, she 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 bakes in Shropshire, and she um, there's nothing in them; they're grain free, no nasties. Um, so I support her as much as I can as well. Mm-hmm. Didn't Duncan start doing that as well? Planet Donut, didn't he? He started making dog donuts, doggy donuts. Oh, yeah. did he? Yes, he did, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh. Doggy Donuts. I thought that was quite quite clever. Cool idea. Um, good for, a, for an Instagram anyway. <laughs> Always good for an Instagram. Um, so like these big chains, the big chains, I'm not going to mention the names, but they, they that round, hey. Um, they should loot. What, how are they still selling these really bad products then? Because I guess they do. Like yep. uh, cheap, nasty. <laughs> People buy them and so therefore they're, they're still getting produced and sold. I suppose they aren't educated enough to to realise how bad they are. Mm. It's, I mean, the same could be said, couldn't it? You could, you know, you could have somebody argue against, like, well, why do stores still still sell massive bags of sweets and chocolates to children? Mm. Because all it results in is like, you know, rotten the teeth, obesity, children. diabetes, children. It's children so well and adults and, and adults, adults. Yeah. well we all do it we all do it don't we <laughs> so it, it's the same isn't it you know it is cheap to get something and it tastes nice um you don't necessarily think about the consequences yeah but i'm not necessarily gonna uh, lose my stomach line into a box of quality street do you know what i mean like no that is true yeah <laughs> that is true uh, well i think you know because people i suppose because it's dogs and that there's less Potentially less of a welfare concern than if yes. it's yeah, human. Right. That you know that that's probably the element of where it comes from. Speaking of welfare, <laughs> we're coming to the uh, the time of year where dogs are usually bought for a quick and easy, uh, emotionally gratifying Christmas present, which is uh, usually lasts about a year or so before they get rid of. Um, any advice on, on coming up to Christmas um, and those? Uh, yeah, you know, there's because a lot of people do, don't they? They buy pets, the novelty yeah. wears off quickly, and then they end up in Hillbrae. You know, so what would your advice would you give to to parents and families on the run up to Christmas? I would definitely say do your research on the breeds beforehand because you know there's so much to actually know about. You know, the different breeds have different. Um, personalities and any different training um research the size that they're going to grow into you know you, you don't want a great dean and you live in your house if you live in a flat i mean that's not a good situation um and you know make sure you don't buy from like a backstreet breeder because mm-hmm. you, know, you need to have a license for that and also it's better to um to adopt not to shop okay? that's oh. a big thing with the adopting um and I know you say out like 12 months later, you'd probably be quite shocked to know that um, puppies, Christmas or Christmas dogs, Christmas puppies are normally returned or shelters, rescue places will see an increase about three months, three to six months is when Crazy. dogs get, it doesn't last long. They go straight back in. So it, I think, it, you know, I definitely 100% echo what Bev said. And it is about, if you can go to a rescue centre, 
the rescue centre isn't just going to let any Tom, Dick and Harry have a dog for whatever amount of money you want to chuck down in front of the rescue centre. Um, whereas, you know, breeders, unfortunately, that's that's their name of their game. That's what they're about. You give me a thousand pounds, you can have this pedigree pup. So whereas a rescue centre will, you know, you home checks, all sorts of things are carried out before they'll let you have one of their dogs. Yes. Very much their dogs um, because you have to fit so many criteria. That's one thing I noticed. Sorry, sorry, go on. You're the expert. I was just just going to say, if it doesn't work out, if you've rescued a dog there, they will take it back. Mm. So that, you know, a breeder will take it back as well. A reputable breeder will take the dog back. If it doesn't work out, you know, say it's, Mm. I don't know, bitten a child or something like that. You know, a reputable breeder will take it, but these backstreet build breeders, not builders, will um, not, you know, they'll take your money and run at the end of the day. They've already got puppies brewing left, right and centre. So I did. We adopted a a dog years ago. It was a husky, a 12 month old husky. And we wondered why this beautiful dog was surrounded by all these staffies and dogs, you know, people that I I couldn't understand it. So, I mean, we, we. We adopted the dog, cost a hundred pounds. Uh, and then we went to get checked at the, you know, you get dog registered at the vets and things. And the, the, the vet wasn't happy, really wasn't happy. And they did tests on the dog and found out it had uh, cancer. So uh, we, we ended up picking up a dog that was really poorly. We had to, we had to give him back because we couldn't afford thousands of pounds a year, thousands of pounds a year to look after the, the, this beautiful dog. Um, I mean, uh, it's not, the, I don't yeah. think it's the, 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 the rescue center's fault, but, you know, a certain vet would have missed it, or as a certain dog a vet would have found it. I don't know, uh, but um, it's one of those things. But they did, they did, they, 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 they let us take the dog back, and I, we we let them keep the money as a donation. Um, but yeah, it was, and that's and that's really nice because you do, you know, you will get some rescue centres that um, if if you're taking on a aged rescue or a rescue dog with like you know short term of life left because of an illness you know some it gets again some really good reputable sort of rescue charities will actually support and pay for that vet treatment because you're taking that you know that dog on for probably what might just be two years but there'll be a lot of vet visits there might be a lot of medicine that's required so, uh, you know, you get there are some really fantastic charities out there that will support that as well. Mm. And that's why that whole, you know, but again, you know, you're going to get your back street. But they won't, you know, might willingly sell a dog to somebody that they know's got a that's particular. What, that's why I really like the... Um... I really like the dogs trust because we're around loads of different kennels and dogs trust are great because they will come out to your house and they they offer nice services. The kennels are just beautiful. I'd sleep in one. Like they were beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's very nice down there, isn't it? At Roden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really is nice. Um, so let's talk, let's talk about the online shop. Um, what's the response been like since you've opened? Um, has it been, has it been slow or has, or has it been people flocking towards you? Um, I think it's been busier than I thought it was going to be to start with. Um, yeah, I didn't really know how it would take off, but I've had like a couple of thousand people look at the website. So I think that's good for five weeks. Um, obviously, yeah. I've not had that, obviously, I've not had that many orders yet, but they say that the average person takes three times and then they buy to mm-hmm. look at a shop. Um but yeah, I, I think I think people are more susceptible to the fact that, you know, I'm a local person and I'm supporting, you know, small local businesses as well and thinking about the environment and thinking about our 
our, you know, our lovely animals' bellies because, you know, that's that's the best thing for them, really. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. quite key because what goes in comes yeah. out the right way. And we see a lot, don't we, Jules? <laughs> yeah, as, as dog walkers, <laughs> you certainly, I can certainly tell when one of my clients, particularly like raw feeds. I know dogs, raw feed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, we love raw feed. Yeah, raw feed. Because <laughs> <laughs> what comes out is like not a problem. Yeah. Um, and probably would encourage a lot more people to pick up their dog waste after them. Yeah, because it's a lot easier. <laughs> significantly you know obviously yeah. we're not talking about a particularly pleasant thing now are we Al but it's it, that is quite significant because there's a lot of people that complain about dog mess or you know somebody will pick use use the said dog receptacle bag um and then just leave it on the side of the road anyway so well you might as well have not bagged it because it's going to degrade far quicker in the ground than in a plastic bag. Unless um, you've got my compostable bags, Jules. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Yeah, you get all the biodegradable bags now. But even even so, I think people sometimes don't pick up after their dogs because they just think there's no way I'm going to pick that up in a bag <laughs> because of the consistency of it, for the want of a better word. So, um, Which is important about what goes in the front end. <laughs> what's the uh what's the pet taxi thing you do what's that all about so pet taxi is uh an option that you have for if you i don't know say your car breaks down and your dog's got a an appointment or your cat's got an appointment at the vets or you don't drive or you know you're stuck at work and your dog's poorly you know we offer that as um as an add-on service so that you can just call us up we can take them to your holiday provider if you're allowed to ever go on holiday again um and or you know we can take them to the vets or, or anywhere really that that they need to go and pick them up and take them back home again so we just offer that as a um an extra service because my van is kitted out with crates and they're lockable for extra security um so no dog no dogs are like together if you know what i mean um they're all separate um and yeah i just offer that as an extra service because some people you know don't drive or are stuck in situations um jules you helped someone out the other day didn't you or someone needs yeah, yeah grace um she's another local supplier she makes the little doggy bandanas yours by louis um and yeah her little dog had to go and have an operation um and she doesn't drive um the car was, I think her partner's car was off the road. So, yeah, I, I got Louis to the vets so he could go and have his operation. And uh, just unfortunately, purely because of timings, I couldn't get the dog from the vet back home. But another one of the dog walkers in our network that was able to pick up and get Louis back home. And, yeah, he's uh, he's all well now, bounding around after his <laughs> uh, anterior cruciate lig- ligament operation. Nice. Yeah. I like that. I- but that's I, I, not one of my clients and I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't walk her dog, but it's just there. It's that add-on service, as you know, as Bev said. Yeah. I love that you guys have got a nice sort of network, actually. It's really nice that you can encourage each other and you talk to each other. And um, because I I was gonna say it's dog eat dog, but that's a terrible word. I'm really sorry. I'm not going there. That's a doggy dog. It's a very apt word. It's a very apt word, Al, because it is it is competitive. And as you know, as Bev said, it's 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 more of a vocation and you can tell, you know, dog walkers, you do, you do see dog walkers setting up and then you see them not being around for very long. 
because it isn't a case of just set up and just do this oh it's really easy it's it's not easy at all no, no, people it, like <laughs> you know all oh, like my neighbor's been walking my dog in lockdown and then suddenly that neighbor hasn't got a job and they think oh I walk that dog I'll do that as a job when actually like the amount of stuff I mean we're we're you know unfortunately at the moment we're a non-regulated industry and but that there's a lot of everything, stuff. doesn't it? That's, yeah, it, that's everything dog related is unregulated. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, the the, the boarding, all of it. Mm-hmm. So, and there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes at the moment to to make us a regulated industry, which will help because it means again, it'll only be the reputable ones that can stay in business, um, mm-hmm. which gives reassurance to people out there that you know, it is a fat. It is another fat. It's a family. You know, a dog isn't just the dog for a lot of people it is a family additional family member so and yeah we treat it as i imagine there are some people that are really really connected to their pet you know especially people during lockdown i've used these dogs as almost support animals uh yeah. their companions you know uh you know close close sort of yeah. friendships develop and not, not just the owners we are as well like we yeah. love we love them as much as they're ours and that's the yeah. way it should be I like yeah. that. That's cute. I love these little do- uh, the the fur box hampers you've got for Christmas. Oh, they're so <laughs> they're so cool. I'm on the website. It's a beautiful website, by the way. You definitely need to go and check that out. It's uh, uh, Bevy's Fur Babies uh, PetCare.co.uk. Check it out because there's lots and lots of great things to look at. Um, I thought they were pants then, but it's a, a neckerchief. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't sell dog pants. Dog pants. <laughs> yeah it's definitely a great website uh it's, it's brilliant who does your website for you who, who made that for you? Uh, so a couple of friends did it for me um um one of mine is my best friend and another one when i got a bit stuck and couldn't do any more myself um actually owned shawbury paws um and she helped me when i was pulling my hair out so yeah, she's a, an absolute wizard. <laughs> yeah. On uh, yeah, I'm just not very educated that way in the computer world. Me neither. Me neither. Yeah. Me neither. It's good to <laughs> know someone like that. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's all me that that does everything on it, um, and I'm, it's a learning progress. But yeah, thank you very much for the comments. <laughs> no, it's good, good. Um, has anybody thought, ever thought of, um, and uh, this isn't live, so we can cut it out. We can work together as a, as a trio, if you like, on this. But like an Uber for dog walkers. Um, for dog walkers? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like an app. So, like, there's a, you, you can bring up the app and you'll be like, oh, there's a dog walker here. I need a dog walking in five minutes. Bam. Done. Walker's on his way. Ooh. I'm onto something. <laughs> Is that a unicorn idea? Uh, or do you reckon it wouldn't take? I think it is. I mean, I mean, obviously, there's lots of, particularly in Shrewsbury, in the, in the surrounding areas, there's lots of different Facebook groups where people will do a shout out, um, asking, "I need a dog walker. Uh, I need a good kennels. I need a home border. I need a pet sitter, etc." So lots of people do a shout out, and then those of us that follow those sites obviously can jump in recommend etc you know quite a quite a lot of my clients that I've had um I've got as a result of Bev Bev you know forwarding them on to me because she's not mm-hmm. been able to pick them up or they're they're in my neck of the woods rather than you know because Bev Bev's based south of town I'm based north of town so and vice versa but we're quite love Bev, Bev and I are quite lucky because we're in a very small um private closed Facebook group of uh, dog professionals 
Um, we're not, it's not all dog walkers, you know, there are borders there. There's, as we, you know, she's already mentioned Shawbury Paws, Emma. Um, we've got behavioralists, we've got trainers, we've got uh, vet physiotherapists or dog physiotherapists in the group. Uh, Sarah, obviously, the life of Riley, the pet bakery. So we've got a good mix there. So every time we see something, we we can share that amongst each other and like find the need. So yeah, I suppose we've got our own sort of app. <laughs> you should, yeah, we if, have. If um, if none of your groups or even a website isn't called Facebook, uh, I'm going to be really upset. <laughs> <laughs> i think you're on to something alex i think you uh, need to... my, you my can, synapses you can... are good uh, do you know what? i'm a, I, i'm sitting here i look ridiculous by the way uh, you guys can't see me I'll, I'll take a screenshot in a sec but i've got my sunglasses i'm sitting here with aviators on a woolly hat because it's gone cold right i'm bald-headed guy so i put my hat on i've had a bright light staring at my face all day so i put my sunglasses on i I, I know it's crazy right but i've got a headache and i've got a light that i need to i need to uh, and <laughs> <laughs> and this is my last show of the day, so I'm having a beer. I'm relaxing, and I think the fact that I'm in relaxed mode now, my synapses <laughs> are going, and I'm like, let's create a billion pound empire on a podcast for <laughs> dog walkers. Um, but yeah, fa- w- welcome to Facebook. Um, <laughs> there, are, there, there are companies like Bark.com and stuff that you can advertise yeah. on, but to be fair, that's even more unregulated than people that have just got Facebook pages. People that can go on there and claim they're a home border and look after your dog and not have a boarding license, but have got can do it technically because they're covered under Bark.com, but mm. um, it doesn't really. You don't, yeah. I'd just avoid that. It's, yeah, it's uh, you've got to be careful because I think you know, you know. Obviously, we see you see coming up on different social media um, care homes, or like somebody's got a carer at the home, and the family are a bit concerned because their elderly 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 relative is acting a bit strange and a bit odd, and they're coming across bruises that they've never seen before. And so they put one of these cameras in, don't they? Like a room camera room. Like a nanny cam type thing, yeah. Yeah. And then suddenly you see that that carer has been abusing, like, you know, that person they're supposed to be looking after. It's exactly the same in our world. There's been some cases of, like, you know, people like my dog's acting really weird. My dog's really scared of this. They weren't before. And, again, they've done it. They've got cameras in installed in the home. And then you've seen, you know, you've seen supposed pet sitters mistreating the dog hitting the dog you know and and it happens so it happens in our world as well and that's why and obviously it's a bit different because in the care industry it's regulated and it still happens but you know in our industry it's less so and more potential for it to happen so I think you know certainly with Bev and I and and the people in our group you know I do I know owners whose houses I go in they've got like the pet cams and that I don't have an issue. I don't think my privacy is being invaded by their spying on me. They're not at all. And I've got nothing to hide. So, you know, I think, again, you you, you have to just be conscious of this sort of thing and having being very comfortable with who you've got. Not just walking your dog, but they're coming into your home. You're giving them a set of keys. You know, I've got people's keys and that's, you know, I've got to be entrusted to keep them secure, safe and locked away as well. So... Bev's exactly the same. All of us in our little group all have those responsibilities. Yeah. I, I got to say, Jules, I got a, a, you know a lot of respect for you. I mean, we we were chatting before, and you you telling us about there's this dog hiding around the 
behind the chair would just go mental at you because you didn't know you. And you were kind yeah. of like, and you just put treats out and you knew how to deal with this dog that was just going absolutely rancid at you. Uh, and you, you, that those little tricks are just so cool. But like, um, for me, I'd just be like, Oh my God. Uh, okay. Uh, what do I do? <laughs> this dog's going crazy at me. I'm supposed to look after this dog, but yeah, you, you knew what to do. Yeah. It's well, I think it's, it's an intuition thing as well. And obviously I've, you know, I've got two dogs. One of my dogs is, you know, is reactive. Some sometimes, sometimes not. So, you know, you, you know, and if I've got a new client and that, you know, you don't know the situation with the dog, I don't know them. So I don't want to just go in and take that dog for a walk. I want that dog to come to me and be happy that it's going out. And yeah, there, there, you know, there is a little dashy I'm working with at the moment, um, which I put on my social media that, uh, has got some issues so he's you know she's she's getting some help but I'm not going to force her out on a walk because that's what the owners are paying me to do and thankfully the owners aren't making me take the dog for a walk so I'm you know I'm just doing a pet visit at the moment because until that dog's comfortable with me and wants to go out with me I'm not going to force it because it's not going to help the dog in any way shape or form and it probably won't help anybody else that ever goes to visit at the house (laughs) so you know it's just things that we pick up. And I'm fortunate enough that I've got a dog that's got some issues. So I, I am a bit more attuned to that than if I had a perfectly behaved pet. <laughs> I'm looking to see if there's um, a website called Facebook. <laughs> you really are going for this, aren't oh. you? You're think you're onto a winner. <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing called Facebook. You guys oh, need to get fine. on this right away. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm telling you now, this is a unicorn idea. Facebook, doc, Facebook.com. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's great. Right, there you go. That's something to add to your list now. Then you can set that up and then we can join it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've loved this. I've loved this. Bev, thank you so much for joining us. This has been, uh, thanks for asking. Um, Send us the link to your web. Uh, I've got the link here. I'll go, with the, uh, the 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 episode release, I'll, I'll put the link for the website for people to check out. Um, listeners, make sure you you do give uh, this lady some support because, like you said at the beginning of the show, it's good to support independence. I mean, there's um, the pet shop in Colum um, that I was I always breeze past, I'm always walking past, and always see this really old um, sort of vets or uh, pet shop in the corner there, and I'm kind of like. Oh my god, that, that place has existed forever. But I parked outside there for about 40 minutes and it's so busy. People in and out, in and out, in and out. I'm just like, wow, okay. Wow. It's who you know, isn't it? It's like people like they don't like to go to Pet Smart, things like that. They like to go to their 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 pet shop. You know? Yeah, I think it's about the brand though as well. You know, people mm. go back to, to brands. So yeah. And, and people that they can trust. So, you know, I've already got a good network of of people in my little social group anyway and because I've had a pet business for like six years like I've already got quite a lot of followers and mm. you know respected by a lot of people and and clients and things so um you know word of mouth is very powerful on social media as you know so that's why I think the shop's doing well as well yeah fantastic um so uh yeah go to go to the website check that out Jules have you got anything to add before we get out of here uh, no, uh, uh, Echo, go go and get your Christmas goodies. Not just Christmas. 
well, no, not just Christmas, but particularly at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Don't go and get those little selection bags of rawhide. Get on Bevy's Fur Babies online pet store and get some goodies from there. And she does not sell doggy pants, by the way, just to let you know. I'm not <laughs> but, they are, but they are a thing now, doggy pants. Yeah, for dogs that are in season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, okay. It's like a little doggy nappy, so oh. that, yeah. Okay. Right. Okay, so she does sell doggy pants. No, I don't. <laughs> you don't? You don't? Okay. <laughs> just, listen, just, just don't listen to me at all this episode. Honestly, I'm just, I'm done in, I'm done in. Um, Bev, thank you so much. Um, I want to give people, um, a, a, just to let you know about what's going on around Christmas, around Shropshire, because um, I think it's really nice for us to have something to do, something that, that's bringing people together before it's even started. And that's on the 16th and the 24th of December. There's carols on your doorstep, which is uh, it's a big thing. Um, it started off in Shropshire. It's now, it now seems to be spreading across the country from what I see. Uh, a lot of the national p- uh, papers talking about it. And um, basically what they're doing on the 16th and the 24th is BBC Radio Shropshire are going to be playing Christmas carols. You can tune in and you can all stand on your doorstep and listen in and sing. And uh, this is going to be just a lot rows and rows of houses all singing carols together. It's going to sound magical. I always keep comparing, I keep comparing it to the Grinch, you know, when he stole Christmas and he stood there and you can still hear them singing. That's what it's going to sound like, hopefully. So 16th and 24th, um, make sure you you take part. It's, 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 it's going to be amazing. Also, I want to say uh, hi to the parade, uh, the parade shops that we usually based at. We'd be doing this at the studio there if it wasn't for this COVID nonsense. Uh, but obviously we can't. Zoom is our friend uh, this week. Um, but make sure you support independence around Shrewsbury, around Shropshire. Make sure uh, you're supporting your local stores, um, places like the parade shops. And finally, I want to say thank you to uh, Chris Goff from CGR Business Solutions. We are now ready registered cic we've got big things planned uh, but we wouldn't be in that state if it wasn't for chris uh, so if you've got any uh, uh you need business solutions uh you got a business and you need help make sure you go to see cgr uh jules thank you so much for your support today thank you you shane and dear have been awesome for these open studios uh thank you very much for your patience your support i think it's gone really well actually we didn't really have it's gone really, really well, really well. Yeah. So, yeah, really yeah like you say, Zoom is everybody's friend at the moment, that's for sure. It's how we have to live. It's how we have to live in our caves. Yeah. Bev, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> thank you, Duke. Thanks, uh, thank Bev. you very much, guys. And we will catch you guys uh, short. Good. <laughs> I'm trying to think of different goodbyes. Um, <laughs> you don't want to do your peace out, do you? No, you... I don't. I don't. Ciao for now. <laughs> 